Um, turn right, I'll speak right here. This just, I want the guys to work to the center. Each person overcomes a madrig as an ace, is a miracle. There's their teva, there's their nature. An ace is teva, to go higher than nature. I always say pragmatic people shouldn't be mechanchim. Very practical, one plus one equal two people, stiff, should not be mechanchim. If you don't believe in magic, you have no place in chinuch. Because the avoid of people is to experience magic. All of us are shayich. Koivei Hashem, those that hope to Hashem, those that put in koichus, and those that recognize siyata d'shmayel, mole baruch Without help from Hashem, no miracle can happen. No accomplishment in Ruchnius. And Avada, Hashem gives Siyata Dishmaya to Bolitair, those that come to a base medrash, that want to grow, that want to succeed, Hashem gives Siyata Dishmaya. And thus, you see miracles. People overcoming their nature and rising, unbelievable. And we've been Zaychib Siyata Dishmaya to experience years of Nisim. And we have many, many nisim of all kinds that we've experienced and seen. It says, B'zchus ta'asarinus, the ten nisyoinus of Avraham Avinu, we resoich the ten nisim. When people themselves make miracles, so then Hashem shows other types of miracles. Shows other types of miracles. The marsha. I've said over often, the Marsha says that if a person teaches a Ben Amaretz Torah, so Kippet Tia, the person can be Mevatel Gzairus Hashem. What's the Mida Keneged Mida says the Marsha? The Marsha says the Mida Keneged Mida, this amazing Gemara of Metziah, that somebody who teaches a Ben Amaretz Torah can be Mevatel Gzairus Hashem, can Davin and Hashem be Mevatel Gzairus, the Mida Keneged Mida. 
is not Ma'aret's son, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, says the Marshal. The Teva of a child is to be doimet to his parents. So if the father's Ma'aret's by nature, the natural course of the son should be in Ma'aret's. You believe in miracles and you help achieve miracles to overcome nature. So then when Hashem makes Xayra, there's a certain Teva, there's a nature in the world, but Hashem will be Mevatel Teva. So for passing this Yainus, your Zaychatanisim. And Beschosat Sibur, we saw a miracle, Rabbi said. We have a tzibur of people that overcome the siyanus, that succeed in every person's life battle of beating the siyanus in the Olam Anasayin, of making miracles and doing our parts. So we've been zayichet to witness in turn Nisei Hashem. And a few years ago, there were many, many bachim clearly in this yeshiva and other yeshivas who needed a certain type of insp- inspiring, warm yeshiva of aliyah, a place, a makam of aliyah. And bachim needed it. Bachim from all over needed a certain yeshiva and the hour was late and it was desperate. And there were tefillahs we didn't know mayayin yoba yezri. And we saw on the nice goal when parents were calling my overlander and myself we had no idea what to say. We had no idea. It was, it was this time of the year. We didn't know what to say. 50 bachim out of yeshiva. We had no idea what to say. And we saw Mamish, we experienced the nace. Hashem took an Adam Gadol. Hashem had an Adam Gadol have an idea that he wants to start a yeshiva of the sort that was exactly what dozens and dozens of Bachram needed. We mamished experience in ace. Besides the nace that we experienced for all for, for the Bachram, for many years I personally asked Hashem, we're in Waterbury, Connecticut, and I'm to have Rebbe in my age. Like you, I, I, I learned from Rabbi Kestenbaum, I opened all our rebellion. I was to be in the presence of Rev Kronschlitter, Masmid, somebody publishing Svarim, so we're Zaycha to have rebellion. But I felt that there's, there's still an older Dar than us who received from earlier rebellion, Tyran being far away from a central community, and typically the older people in the community are the, were the same age. I always was mispalal to Hashem that somehow can we have access to Tyra, to Tyra of Gedolim, to Tyra of Tzadikim of earlier Dairas. Could you access it to us here in Connecticut? And Hashem sent a shliach Hashem. I feel the schos, right? Oberlein feels the schos. I know Rev Ezi, when Tertisrol feels the schos, right? Kestenbaum. We were zoich ourselves to find the Rebbe and Reb Baron Shlita to find somebody who we're inspired by. In Eretz Yisrael, I look forward on the trip. It's become a minute the last two years. There was Zeichet to a Seder. We get to learn, spend time learning with Eberon. Certainly each time it's a Yantav in the Yeshiva. When he comes to speak to us, to me, to you, to my overlander, to all of us, look forward to the, the, the Dvarim of, of, of Yerushamayim that inspire us, that, that, that teach us. And I just feel it's, it's tremendous chesed Hashem what all of us have been zeichet to. The schos of zeichet to Rebaron and his precious yeshiva. The amazing yeshiva that he's made that are helping and are inspiring so many. It's a beautiful place you walk in there, the warmth. The aliyah that goes on there is something precious. We're this year of Reznik. 
somebody who the Bacharim have connected to in a tremendously profound way, somebody I'm Zaycheh to be friends with for a long time, Zaycheh, he as well as Jordan has come to our yeshiva. So the first thing is to thank Hashem. But I want to thank Reb Baron. I want to thank Reb Baron. I agree, Ari. I want to thank Reb Baron for meaning a lot to me personally, to my Oberlander personally, and for what he means for all the Baruchim of the Yeshiva. All of us have Chaveirim that are being Nene from his Shmuzim, from his Chiyas and learning, from his Hasmada. We wanted to buy a gift for Reb Baron to thank him, that it shouldn't just be words. We want it. A Rebbe of ours taught us this. So we want to thank him with a gift that shouldn't just be words. And in presenting a gift to us, what we feel Rebbe is, it, there is a connection to him, there's a connection to a Talmud Chacham, to Klaiv to Hashem, and it's a mitzvah daraisa. We put on tefillin, a mitzvah daraisa that we are tzitz, it's a mitzvah daraisa to connect to Talmud Chachamim. Besides the connection to Rebbe we feel that access is Rebbe is a Yid who learned by many great people and has brought the Messiah Satoria. And what we hear from him, we feel it connects us to Gedolim. We wanted a specifically, a specific Gadol that connects Rebbe and this Yeshiva. Rebbe father is, is a Telzer, Rebbe Ron learned in Tells. And Rebbe Gifter, the Rosh Yeshiva, the Rosh, one of the Tells of Rosh Yeshiva, was a Rav in Waterbury, Connecticut from 1940 to 1944. And so to us, Rev Gifter was somebody of the many G'daylum that we feel a connection to. And we feel in general, of course, we thank Rebbe for the connection he allows us to have with him and for giving us the Torah of previous Dairus and connecting us to that. So we wanted to present Rebbe Ron with a picture of Rebbe Gifter. Rebbe Ron, by the way, learned by Rebbe Gifter. It was the Talmud of Rebbe Gifter, so... We very much thank and appreciate Rome for being here today and for meaning a lot to us. Enough I said, we look forward to hearing from I take zero credit. I don't know what Rabbi Kalish was talking about that I walked over the yeshiva. You know what really happened? Almost three years ago, Cholamoyit Pesach. Rabbi Kalish, Bichvoidoy Ubaatzmoy, with his own two legs, came to Menachem Meshav 3 in Yerushalayim, knocked on my door. Somebody made the Shidduch, I think it was Reb Simcha, he made the Shidduch, and he walked into his house with his little boy, 
and we sat down by the table, and Rabbi Isai, we sat there, we spoke for an hour, an hour and a half. Rabbi Isai, it was love at first sight. <laughs> And Rabbi Kedosh then told me, we were speaking about all kinds of things, and I was just blown over by it like that. And at the end, in his Anivus, he tells me, Rabbi Shmuel, do me a favor, we need a place for our Bukhrim to go. And that's where it started from. He made the issue, and not me. Your <laughs> chance to rebuttal, I I get the rest of the year. Standing here this morning, I had planned on starting, but I want to say today, with something which I said in Eretz Israel. but as I was standing here diving this morning, something phenomenal happened. And all kinds of different thoughts and different machshavis came into my mind about things, about in Yeshiva to do this, to do that. And I was just standing over here. And I couldn't What's the shot? And then it struck me. And then it struck me like, like a thunderbolt. There was a yid, a goin, a goin oilam, with Meshulam Igra, from the times of the Ketzeis and the Sivas, from the G'dayla Ador, a Pesach from the G'dayla Ador. A real difficult Shaila in Halacha came up. Rabbi Shulam Igor, the God Lador, had to sit and plug for a day, two days, back and forth, back and forth, until finally he came out with episode with a psak with Mamish. Two or three weeks later, there was a rough from our small city. I'll find a time of but you know, nothing on that caliber. And he was passing through the city. And Mishon Igra mentioned him to Shaila. The guy thought like for a minute or two. And after two or three minutes, he told Mishon Igra exactly the truth that Mishon Igra said. And Mishon Igra, he was the good Lador. He had such a chalicious adas. He had such a, a feeling of, wow, he had to harvest and plug away for so long to be able to get what he got to. And here, this fellow, in two or three minutes, he mamshed a chalish sadas. I don't remember who told him Shalom Igri afterwards. He said over to somebody else. And Adam Godel told him, I don't remember who it was, told him, what are you talking about? Once you brought it down into the world, Anybody could get it. It's no godless anymore. To be able to bring it down from oil, from the Olamah Yisraelian, to bring it down from heaven, such a chidush, that you need days and days. Once it's here, anybody could grab it. Rabbi Yisai, I want to tell you something. Rabbi Yisai, I want to tell you something. Standing here and getting the machshavos that I got, I want to tell you something. This is the place and this is the source. There are different yeshivas today, young yeshivas around, which are doing, trying to give a little bit of warmth, they're trying to give love, they're trying to show, you know, an appreciation for a bacher. But where is that coming from, Rabbi Isai? Because here 
here in Waterbury, Connecticut. A Rabbi Kalish and a Rabbi Oberlander. A Rabbi Ezzi and a Rabbi Kestenbaum. These are the people that brought into the world the music, the idea of unconditional love to Bucher. Irrelevant who you are and what you are and what you look like. They brought into the world everybody now that it's here. And that's a come when I was standing over here in the base. All kinds of machshavas because this is the source. This is the shayrish of this whole new music of this unconditional love. This is the shayrish, the source to see the beauty and the goodness in every single yid because every single yid is a shtik neshamet, is a beautiful piece. But you need a Rabbi Kalish and a Rabbi Oberlander and a Rabbi Ezzi and a Rabbi Kestenbaum to be able to tell people, open up your eyes. Yes, mahu afatah. A person has to act in the way of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. One of the midos and hagos of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is we make the bracha every morning. Baruch ato Hashem elikeinu melech ha'olam. You open up the blind. You give the blind the kayak to see. Yes, here in Waterbury, just like Hashem, you should be like Hashem. Yes, turn the blind into seeing beings. Yes, turn the blind. Yes, see the beauty in a yid. See the beauty in him. It's so zis. It's the meridic. Ay, 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 ay. And, and in today's generation, to be the following the ways of Shlema HaMelech, Chanoich Lanar Al Pidar Koi, Bimachanach, the child, according to his way. It's not a general mold for everybody. Each person in his or her way, which is the way he'll grow, what's good for him, what will make him grow. And then I thank Waterbury for introducing and bringing into the world, and, every, and there's enough here for everybody to chap Some people are taking good meals. Some people are taking good meals from it. Some people are just mashing. But everyone will get a taste slowly, slowly, and everyone will come around and enjoy it all. And for that, I'm for eternally grat- grateful and eternally indebted for what the Rabbim and the Rabbanim here are doing. I must add one more nakuda, one more nakuda, one more nakuda I must add. The picture that you're giving me of Riv Gifter, of Mayu Virabi, Riv Gifter. I learned him for a few years. He was such a scary figure. I was petrified of the man. But I love the man. I so want to be connected with him. I so, we had so, we learned Der Hashem together. We learned Gemara together. We learned so many things. was in his fire. was Gewaldic. But Rabbi said, I want to tell you something. Just two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I saw an Hagdome of a book. A book, 
says a sefer in Talk, in a new book uh, about kids from the war. I forgot what it's called. Some of those kids who went through the war, some of the young children. But then he writes in Agdome, he writes a line. I don't know who he quotes it from. I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. That's the olive base again. I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. The Rebbe could know so much. The Rebbe could have Kulatir Kula. The Rebbe could be the cleverest man foot. But the Talmud does not care about that. And he's not going to accept until he knows how much the Rebbe cares. Now, boyside. This is what Waterbury stands for. How much the Rebbe cares. Rabbi Kalish, it's such a hard thing for me to do. Because, but I accept because he calls me Rebbe. Isn't that ridiculous? He's the Rabbi in Mary and how to be Machanech. How to really, really care. How to live a Talmud's life 24-7. All the Rabbi That's what it's all about. Be happy, be proud with what you have and who you are. And Bayer should help you wherever you go, whatever you do. Take that love, take that care, nourish it, enjoy it, feel it, and let it be your guiding light all through life. Bayer Hashem. Rabbi Isai, what can I give you? What can I give you? To come here is such a chizik for me. To watch you, Bahrain. To walk into the basement in the morning with a little tensile. And then after davening, a major tensile. The dance, the warmth, the geschmack. This is kind of the warmth for Yiddishkeit. The warmth for Abedis Hashem. What can I give you back? And I thought, what can I give you back? What present can I give you back? I think the one thing I could give you is to share a secret. I've shared that secret with the Talmudim of Imre Bina not long ago, maybe a month or six weeks ago, because I myself just came to know about this secret. And this is the secret. The secret about, listen to the secret, I feel to share it with you. I don't think I have anybody closer to me after my children in Imre Bina that I could share it with than, 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 my children's brothers here in Waterbury. And that is, what is the magic, the secret potion? Everybody, every human being from until the baby that was born today, whether it was the Balamor or the Ramban, whether it was Moshe Rabbein or Aaron Akain, whether it was the Ktsais of Nesibas or Kiva Eger, Reb Chaim Kenevsky or the Stipler, every single one of them was born a little baby. And every single one of them was eating and drinking and that's all they were interested in in the first half a year, year, or so of their lives. What in the world is the secret that how come from some of these babies who ate and drank and slept just like me and you, and they became a Moshe Rabbeinu, a Ramban, a Rikiv Eger, a Vilna a Chazanish, a Briskerov, 
etc. What? What is the secret? I made it. Rabbi Isai, I want to share it with you because I just came to the recognition not long ago. And if I would have known it when I was your age, maybe something would have come of me, Rabbi Isai. But I don't give up. I don't give up because I could no one's going to get lost if you really want you'll get it but it's a lot more difficult at my age to start but at your age let me tell you the secret the Gemara says in Sukkot Daphnun Beis Amen Aleph the Gemara says lost love at the end of time HaKadosh Baruch is going to take the Yetzirah and he's going to take the Yetzirah in front of everybody at the end of 6,000 years, whenever the time, the end of the world comes, he's going to take the Yitzhahara and shaft the Yitzhahara in front of Tzadikim and in front of the Rishayim. And as the Yitzhahara gets shafted and the Yitzhahara is out of this world, all of a sudden, the Tzadikim and the Rishayim get a new perception. They perceive the Yitzhahara, and all of a sudden, in a new light, and the Gemara says, Tzadikim, perceive the Yitzhahara then, and that day, when the Yitzhahara gets the Shachtim, the Tzadikim perceive the Yitzhahara, as this huge, humongous mountain, and they say to themselves, how are we able to conquer this huge mountain? The Russia, on that day, at the end of time, when the Yitzhahara gets the Shachtin, the Yitzhahara perceives the Yitzhahara as a Chut Hasaya. What does a Chut Hasaya mean? A thin, thin hair, like a thread. That's what the Gemara says. They're all crying. My question is, Rabbi Isai, what in the world is the Yitzhahara? Is he a chutasaira? Or is he a hargavaya? Is he a thin thread? Or is he a huge mountain? What, everybody has different yetzaharas? I think everybody has the same exact yetzahara. It's a little bit beyond your kaychais. And if you do, Hashem will help you. Each person is level. So what does that mean? Hargavaya or chutasaira? But I'm telling you something else. In this Gemara, I see the secret of what made the tzaddik a tzaddik and the rasha a rasha. The tzaddik is perceiving the Yitzhahara as what? As a hargavaya. When? Listen to this the hair. When is he perceiving the Yitzhahara as this huge mountain? At the end of time. That means how do he go through life? How do he perceive the Yitzhahara until now? All his life, he perceived the Yitzhahara as a chutasaira, and all of a sudden he's shocked at what he's recognizing. That's what's coming out in the Gemara. Isn't that what's happening? And the Rosh will put for kick. Hey, it's a chutasaira. What a chiddish. That means all his life, he lived his life, that the Yitzhahara is this huge mountain. What's going on? But this is the answer to everything, and this is the secret. Now let me explain. Tomorrow, no, what's going on? The Gemara's thinking, no, am I right? It's a Veltzchidish. Why? Hey, what's the Chidish? That means until now you didn't think that it was like this. No, am I not right? Tomorrow, 
But they were crying, they were shocked, and they start crying. It's a new thing. You've all his wife has been crying all their lives. It's Right now, it's all sudden. They're seeing something new. To marry the Gazach. What's the pshat? Rabbi Isai. The whole everything's changing around. So again, what is the excitement? What's going on? Rabbi Isai. The Gemara in Yevamis Daf Kufchaf Aleph Omen Aleph says a story. Rabbi Isai, I'm telling you, this is money. I'm telling you, it's an eye opener for me. Rabbi Isai, I really beg I could have remembered the first time I said the Shmuel a few weeks ago in Yeshiva. I I told the Elam, I beg HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you should give me the Kaychais to be able to express what I really feel, what I'm seeing in these Gemaras. Halavai, halavai, it should come out in the Elam, should understand what I'm trying to say. Be'ez HaShem, Be'ez HaShem, HaShem should give me siyat adishmaya. The Gemara in Yevomah says, Am I Ruben Gamaliel was going on a boat in Kufrafal from Yevomah. He was going on a boat and traveling in the sea, and he saw, not far away, a ship which capsized Rahman al-Islam. And people were flying all over the place. The ship collapsed, people are in the sea, people are drowning back and forth, Rahman al-Islam. And the Gemara says, the Ram Gamliel was mitzdair. Ram Gamliel had such pain for a Talmud Chachim that was on that boat. It's a married to Gizach. There's nothing for him to do. There's nothing for him to do. Upper, that much he could do. He could feel pain. He could feel pain. So, Muradik is, ah, why did you stop to know stop a Muradik he did from this Gemara? You know, sometimes you see a person, something happening, and there's nothing for you to do. And so, you know, again, it's Malasot. Rabbi Sai, give a krecht. Feel bad. That's feeling for a yid. You don't know what that means. That's such a feeling of I see a lot of times a, a kid or even a young man, a man or woman running towards a bus in Israel and the bus just ready to, you know, the last guy's coming out and she's like 10 or 15 or 20 feet, he's 10 or 15, 20 feet away and the bus is just ready to go and I'm looking and there's nothing to do. I'm, I'm further away. There's nothing. I'll scream won't happen anything. And you know, I just say, Hashem, please let the guy make the bus. Feel with the guy. And I want you to know, usually the feelings get answered. And the guy makes the bus. Feel with, feel, feel, feel for another year. Don't just say there's nothing for me to do. And I found up in a Yain and Mishlei, Taka says that. That nitbal loisa mitzvah, to become a tuffle. What's a tuffle? There's the Ikai say tuffle in English. A secondary. A secondary, a secondary. To, a nitbal, a secondary toisa mitzvah. And you know what he says? In Chesed, what's this? I always thought the guy who's running the whole Yad Eliezer, the whole Yad Ezra, he's the top guy. And the guy who's driving the truck, delivering the food, he's the secondary. The Benyanis is something marvelous. I'm just promising. Off on a tangent, I'm just telling you, I'm being a blue being with that. It's my mission to get to our sugi over. I just want to tell you, but he writes in Mishnah, I think in Paragimel, he writes, he writes that a person, what's secondary in Nitzvah, Loisa Mitzvah, you have people who have money, who have capabilities, and they could do that's first of Chesed, then there's secondary. You have a fellow who has no money, he has no capabilities, he can't do anything. But he sees a poor man. He sees somebody suffering. He sees some, and his heart goes out. 
I wish I could do, if I would only have, if I would only be able to, I would do, says Rabbeinu that's nitbal, that's secondary to Eisen Mitzvah. That rotzling that you want, that you care, that's such a beautiful thing by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You care. Rabbi Gamaliel over here was sitting and being inspired over a Talmud Chachem. Who was this Talmud Chachem that capsized at sea and Rabbi Gamaliel Nebuch, he thought he's going to be, he's dying, Rahman Litzlan. Who was that? Umanu? Rabbi Akiva. Hele Ketana Rabbi Akiva. Real can do anything. He's Mitzayim. He comes to the dry land, says the Gemara, and he starts saying the Shir. And in walks Hayrik, Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva starts asking Ringamlil some questions on the Shir. Ringamlil is shocked. Bene, my child, Rabbi Akiva. You just capsized in the sea yesterday, two days ago, a week ago. How did you get saved? Says Rabbi Akiva how he got saved. Listen to what the Gemara says. What was it? It's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right, you don't realize how crazy. <laughs> how did I get saved? How did I get saved, says Rabbi Akiva? I found the plank of the ship and I hung on to the plank of the ship. And? The waves just took me to the shore. But the Gemara doesn't say, the Q doesn't finish with that. I hung on to this plank, and every single wave which came my way, I bowed my head and let the wave go over my head, and I ended up coming to the seaside, to the seashore, and I was saved. Who knows how many miles, how many knots away it was from the seashore. My dear friends, how did he get saved? Because he hung on to the plank, right? Says, what's his name? What's your name? Ari. Oh, Ari. Ari. Says Ari. But this is crazy. So why in the world does Rabbi Akiva have to mix in? How did I get saved? I was holding on to a plank, and every wave which came to me, I bowed my head and let it go right over my head. I shuckled with my head and I let it go. That at any shaykh is to getting saved, he got saved from the plank of wood, which took him to the seashore. What is that? But Rakita is saying this was an integral part of his getting saved. What's the shot? There's another story with Rabbi Akiva, which you all know. And it's Rabbi Akiva Lashitosai, I think. But Rabbi Akiva Lashitosai, I'll be beer of the cycle. Ah, what's that? How did Rabbi Akiva start out? Rabbi Akiva was 40 years old and he was an Amorex. He didn't know nothing, he didn't even know olive base. And what happened? He was going by a stone. And he saw a stone with water dripping on the stone and he saw a hole in the stone and he saw a hole in the stone and the kid made a cheshman raga how did this stone get a hole in it drop after drop after drop after drop made a hole in the stone if so i could also learn taira what in the world did the kid see so everyone says the saw 
that it's not a matter of, it's a matter of each drop, each drop, it's accumulation of each drop, what each drop do, you can't, it's, 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 microscopic, what, what, what each, what each drop, but it's a sieve of all the drops, and you know, Rega, but that is not going to make your Bikiva start, but he was 40 years old already. He's missing drops of 40, of 36 years. What kind of answer is that drops? Of course, if you start when you're three and a half years old to start learning Aleph, but not when you're 40, you need just, what, what did I keep us see? It just happened this yesterday afternoon. I never had this Kasha. Yes, I was just looking through the notes again, and, and I, hey, the Kasha is more profound. What did I keep us see the drops? But you need drops when you're four, three and a half years old, but not when you're starting, of course, every drop, but not when you're starting at 40. What did I keep us see? My dear friends, I want to tell you what I saw, and this is Rabbi and this is the secret how babies turned into Rambans, Balamors, Rabbi Kivagers, Ktsois, Nesivis, Rabbi Chaim Kenevskis, Chazish, and Biskirovs. There's a famous story of the stipler, and I, and I never learned it up. What, what did the stiplers do? What did he do? He fooled himself? The famous story of the stipler. He was in Russia. And he was a watchman in the Russian army, and each guy had a six-hour shift from 12 to 6, from 6 to 12, from 12 to 6, etc., etc. His turn one time was Friday night. Friday night was the cyclist's turn in the middle of a bitter Russian-Siberian winter. He came there, 12 o'clock each watchman, get this real Russian fur, heavy coat to keep you warm through the bitter Siberian winter. And... Stifler comes, and the coat, Kanye came a minute late, the other watcher was gone by 12. He had to get watcher and put it on a tree, on a branch of a tree with no leaves, obviously it was the middle of the winter. He hung the coat on a tree. There's an Isser de Rabbonon to take something off of a tree on Shabbos. But we all know, and the Stifler knew the same thing, he came there and he saw the coat on the tree. It's freezing cold outside. He has the beer from 12 to 6. It's Sakonas Nefoshis. And he, all, he also knew that. Sakonas Nefoshis? It's Pikuach Nefesh? It's Deich Shabbos. What did the stifler do? What would I have done? Pikuach Nefesh, I should take the coat and put it out. Sakonas Nefoshis. What did the stifler do? Vega. Sakonas Nefoshis, of course. When I'll be freezing, when I'll be, of course, Pikuach Nefesh, I'll take off the coat. But right now, do I have to take off the coat? This five minutes, I'll have to take it off. So he waited five minutes after five minutes, wait another five minutes, another five minutes, and before he knew it, it was six o'clock in the morning. Rabbi Isai, what did the stipler introduce? What did he do? He fooled himself. Come on, me and you, we would stand there. Come on, I, I, would, I tried it, I've tried it in the past. I do nothing, they were a different type of situation. You know, she was by night. Yeah, she was by night, yeah, three, four, five hours ahead of you. I tried doing the five minute trick. Who are you trying to fool? <laughs> The five-minute trick didn't work. <laughs> it just didn't turn six o'clock in the morning so quick. It took six hours. <laughs> what, what did he do? What did he do? What did he do? Rabbi the stipler introduced us to a new world. I'm telling you, this is such a It's an eye-opener. It's an eye-opener. I ask you a question. Those drops of water, which you're dropping on the stone, 
If you would ask each droplet, <coughs> droplet, is there any point in you falling onto the stone? Are you really gonna do anything with your drop? The drop is not intelligent. He doesn't know there's a drop after him. He doesn't know that there's a drop before him. If the drop would be able to talk, what would the drop say? <coughs> I'm really not gonna make any difference whatsoever. No one bothered asking him. But if he would be intelligent, what would he say? What would he do? Probably he wouldn't bother to fall because Taka wants the point. He doesn't know about the drop before, he doesn't know about the drop after. Why in the world should he do it? The stipler told us the secret. Why, if he would have been a droplet, why he would have gone down, why he would have dripped. Something so marvelous, Rabbi I think it's the most powerful things that a person can have. And that's Tzaddik and Russia, and that's what makes the difference. The stipler, how do I look? How come it didn't work for Shuas at night? Because what do I see? I came 12 o'clock, 12.30, whatever it is. I got to go till 5, 5.30. There's five hours ahead of me. Okay, let's do stipler's trick. Got five hours ahead of me. Let's do five minutes at a time. You ain't gonna get anywhere. When five minutes is part of five hours, you ain't gonna get anywhere. The stipler introduced something totally new. I now have in front of me on the soyoin of five minutes. This is not a part of a whole. These five minutes is a total, total entity in itself. It's in the sun in and itself by itself. These five minutes. If I could pull through these five minutes, it's not that I did five minutes of the six hour shift. I did one hundred percent of my five minutes. You know what the droplet would say? That one tipa? Is there any point in you dropping on the stone? Are you really gonna make a difference? He doesn't know about the drop before. He doesn't know about the drop after. What would I say? Pointless. What would the droplet say after the stipler? What did Rabbi Akiva see in that droplet? You know what the droplet said? What do you mean? If I fall down on this stone, I am 100% Hatzlache. I used myself up entirely. I did everything I could do with my one drop. With my one drop, that was 100% success rate. Wow. That's the... Maybe a kiva was looking at the drafts, and I'm 40 years old. Tyra, if we look at Tyra when we're 40 years old, it's so huge. Bavli, you shall me. And I don't even know how I live, babes. 
So I'll learn Aleph. So I'll learn Bays. Where's he gonna get me to? Maybe Kiva saw the droplets. And you know what he said? Mega! All I need right now is to know, not to know the Aleph Bays. I need to know the Aleph of Aleph Bays. The drop taught me that what? That that's 100% success right now. My Nisoyan is Aleph of Aleph Bays. It's not the Nisoyan to know the Aleph Bays. My Nisoyan is the Aleph of the Aleph Bays. And if I'll know the Aleph of Aleph Bays, that's 100% Hatzloche in my Messiah. That's marvelous. He bechlal didn't see Bavli in Yerushalmi and and Davchal Keshulchan Aruch, etc., etc. All he saw was, you know, a friend of mine, a brother of mine once told me, he saw a Murray de Gemaisa. A guy was walking, this is so beautiful. Probably comes from a Goyish of a car, but Chochma Bagoyim Tami. I think he came from one of the chicken soup, I think he told me. Chicken soup, I don't know, if what, or whatever it is. It wasn't the Bubba's chicken soup, but it was a, it was a chicken soup. I think that's where it came from. A guy's walking by the seaside, by the seashore, and the tide came in a real strong tide. It went all the way in, and it brought millions of starfish onto the shore. And the tide went back, and hundreds and thousands, millions of starfish are just dying away. There's no water, they can't breathe. And there's a guy walking on the seashore, walking, taking a few steps, pick up starfish, throws it out into the sea, goes another few steps, throws it into the sea, goes another few steps, throws it into the sea. A guy asks him, Yankel, are you really gonna make a difference? You know what he does? Yankel takes another two steps, bends down to pick up the starfish. Throws it into the sea and he says, For this starfish, it was a difference of life and death. For this starfish, it was a difference of life and death. For these five minutes, for my Aleph of Aleph Bays, that's 100%. Says Rabbi Akiva, how did I get out of the sea? If you look at the ocean, it's humongous. It's so big. If you look at the vastness of the ocean, I'll be holding on for a plane till t- tomorrow. I'll be meeting for the first time. I'll give up hope. There's no chance. And Rabbi Kira said, I didn't see an ocean. I didn't see a sea. I saw myself alive. Rega, and there's a wave coming over me, which could kill me. But Rega, if I'll just persevere this wave, I'll stay alive for another few seconds. And I bow down, please wave. Just goes right over, and I'm alive for another few seconds. 100% success. You know, Yegna Hanovi, he was on the boat, and he asked them, and he told them the whole story, they wanted to throw him into the yam. What did he say? <coughs> throw me into the yam? No, what did he say? Su'uni, carry me, and throw me into the yam. We have to tell a guy to throw someone into the yam. You know, go get a kick on the backside, he goes overboard. Well, we have to tell a guy to throw a guy into the yam. No, he was begging them for a favor. Don't throw me over into the sea over here. Carry me to the other end of the boat. I'll stay alive for another three seconds and then throw me over. So says Rabbi Chaim I think. 
that. Give me another three seconds. Yeah. This wave came. I don't see a yam at all. That was such an integral part of Rabbi Akiva becoming saved. I hung on to the, to, the, to, to the piece of wood, but it was only because I didn't see a sea at all. I just saw each wave, and I bowed my head, go right over, and let's hop around another few seconds. It's absolutely marvelous. Tzaddik and Rasha! What made a Tzaddik? What made a Rasha? At the end of time, the Tzaddik looks at the Eight Sahara, and it's the first time, because it wasn't the Gelemaise, so he perceived the real picture of the Eight Sahara. It's a huge mountain. That's the first time he noticed it. All his life. How did he perceive the Yitzhahara? It was a chutasayrele. All I have to do is one second, one minute of seder, one line of gemara. It was a chutasayrele. It was no problem. At the end of time, he's not fighting anymore. Hey, this thing was a humongous thing. In other words, what is the Yitzhahara? There's no machlaikis. A Yitzhahara is a huge mountain. But all you have to do is just look at this chutasayel. Why did the Ramban and the Malamar become a Ramban and Malamar and the Tzayis, the Tzayis, the Mkveger, the Mkveger, etc., etc.? Because they never saw Hargavaya. All they saw was a little hair. That's all I gotta do. Life is a singe. It's all this little, this one little bit. And that's 100% success. I'm not even thinking about the next minute. The next, I might, yeah, do I might not do it. That's irrelevant. And it's not a part of the whole. It's an entity in itself. It's an entity in itself. And it's 100% I'm telling you, Rabbi Yisai, the first time I came to this was right before Mincha. Everybody said the shoes by Mincha. Everybody said during Mincha, obviously, and I was thinking about this thing. And half my shmarasi went fighting. He was, you know, I was, and it came to Shir Shiftenik for Rishayna. And I figured, oh boy, it's good. No. And I took Hashiva Shiftenu Kiri Shaina. Please bring back the judges of your. And you know what I felt like? Wow! That was one. 100% Hatzlache and Hashiva Shefteinu Kevar Rishayna. That was absolutely marvelous. That was marvelous. That was The Kotzker said, with this barrack, I'll finish maybe one other thing, we'll see. The Kotzker said, I think I said everything. The Kotzker said, ah, the Kotzker said, what is the Yetzirah? The Murray the Goliath, I found it afterwards. The Chaim Salvava says it in Perakesh Ayyuchlamaisa. The Kotzka said, What is the Yetzirah? The Yetzirah is a ferocious, vicious looking lion with teeth sharp as a chvestish boss and smoke coming out of his ears and flame and fire coming out of his nostrils and his mouth. It's petrifying. You just stay a mile away because it's so scary. But, says the Kotzke, er is gemacht von Papier. He's made out of paper. It's just a, badger, a, 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 a figure of your imagination. If you'll just start fighting with it, it'll crumble into like a paper because it's mamish nothing because all you have to do is just this one little second that's not a problem the whole question of the Yetzirah is don't bother messing look at the whole big picture there's no chance and he's talking right if you look at the whole big picture there's no chance 
I just came out from Fapir and the Chavzavah says in Perth, hey, Yichra Maise, Va'atot Tim Shalboi, you'll be able to rule over the Yitzhahara. He's strong, he's vicious. But if you'll just start up with him, he'll take your command and you'll be the ruler over him because all you have to do is the Chutasayrle. And not because it's a part of the big picture, because that is the whole picture right now. Rabbi Isai, what can I tell you? I don't know how else to express it all, but it's just such a gewaldika hargoshe. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it's this moment, it's this thing, it's not a part of a whole, it's 100% gafloche. My dear friends, each and every one of you, even me, at my age, could have 100% Hatzlachet from a Hashiva Sheftenik for the whole bracha. Those three words from a Seder come for that minute, for that two minutes, from this Kriya Shmawamita. Just say the Shema Yisrael, just the Vinayam. You wake up in the morning, just that Moida Ani. That's 100% Hatzlachet. That's so beautiful. I didn't find a greater chizik in the last few weeks or months. Just from this thing, it helped me out so much in so many ways. My dear, tired, tired Kindelach, I love you all. I care for you all. Wherever you go, whatever you do, Hashem should be with you and give you siyach and But just remember, it's all about a chutasaira. All it is, the minute of right now, the 100% unadulterated hatzloche from this moment, the zehuzeh, ravoisai, all grow to be tzaddikim, chachomim, erlecha, erlecha, oivde Hashem, be a source of nachas to your parents, to your friends, to Klai Yisrael, to Bari Olam, and to yourselves by appreciating every chutasaira that you're mezgabu with. I love you all. Be all matzah. Oh, okay. <laughs>